0: This is the Let's Grab Coffee podcast, and I'm your host George Khalifa.
1: All right, dude, you got your coffee? Got my coffee.
0: Where's the coffee? Let's at? have the the coffee, I... baby. Cheers, <laughs> man. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of pissed at you because we, at first, we agreed this was going to be a wh- like a Let's Grab Whiskey, but then you yeah. scheduled this at 9:30 a.m. So I don't know what happened well, there.
1: Well, I mean, like you know, I also work. I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the you best know? way to start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, I mean, it, like. The the early mornings like six seven is like the only time I get alone. Um, as soon as people start coming in, and then you know Toronto office starts pinging me. So this is the time I got. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't do better. No, it's all so to we start oh. the podcast.
0: Open your heart up. This is what it, this is what <laughs> I'm here for. Dude, what's what's crazy? Is speaking about early mornings, you're an early riser, man. I didn't know this yeah. before I met you, but yeah. you're like a, a, a even a four amer. I think you're you're pretty hardcore. I, when I it wake, comes to that.
1: I wake up. Yeah, I wake up at three thirty. I'm in the gym at four. Was it always the case or was it like when you had kids? Like was that- no, I think it's more when I started having kids and, you know, work got very really demanding. Um, it's literally the only time I get where it's like my phone is not going like, you know. So I find that like I still train in the afternoon, but I cancel that a lot depending on like work life. You know, you do, right? You wake up early, too. Not like as early as 3.30. no. No, I'm not there yet
0: that's like J- Joko Willenick status <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not there yet that's but no, I, I, I appreciate it man and I see you're consistent dude. like you almost have that vibe because if if you follow Sean on Insta like your stories are always literally every single day at 4 a.m so I feel like like a little you know I'm, I'm gonna say the bitch word <laughs> like whatever I, I kind of feel like that to be honest uh, it's crazy dude. wait like, wait hang more. on a
1: second hang on a second what kind of censorship was that you're like no it's... I feel like a <laughs>
0: pause and then you're like oh, see the bitch why you just said it Fuck oh i feel like a little bit <laughs> i'm go. just trying to i'm, I'm trying to create a, a scenario for you now you're like do i can i swear on this podcast
1: <laughs> yeah i'm uh, like you know <laughs> i'm trying to be a good boy
0: uh yeah that's 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 pretty cool man honestly kudos to you though because you do it pretty consistently too like every day i see you in the yeah. gym and what are you what are you training now like how is your your regimen
1: um okay so who um monday wednesday friday saturday i do tra- uh, conditioning in the mornings um so in the gym lifting stuff like that and then tuesdays and thursdays afternoon i do jiu sunday also at noon i do jujitsu, but more like flow jiu-jitsu um i do wrestling the other afternoons
0: that's crazy man
1: that's yeah. hardcore how do you fit it yeah, all my in my butt um it doesn't like i don't know I, I, it's, it's just it's just part of my, well, the early conditioning just doesn't count because like four a.m. you could either be sleeping <laughs> or you train. In the afternoons, it's you know what I find is like jiu-jitsu and wrestling. You're part of a class. You're part of a team, right. and if you don't go, you're letting everyone down. So you don't have an option.
0: <laughs> it's true.
1: Yeah, they kind of you know, give you the same motivation
0: like, at the same time, right? Like it's five p.m. They'll hit you. The boys will hit you up. Be like, hey, come on, we have class.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's more like if you don't go you're going to hear about it for the whole week <laughs> you know it's like they like you're you we have a whatsapp group and it's just, just like they they start like harassing you <laughs> yeah exactly exactly
0: have same way always... if
1: someone doesn't perform if someone doesn't perform well in the gym yeah. same thing like if, you, if if you go in and everyone's tapping you you get you get you, you won't hear the end of it so you got to go with your a game you gotta have to have skin, man. Well, that's the thing when yeah. you're
0: old too, because you've been doing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a while. You obviously were, you have a wrestling background too. When did you get in, into all the you know the the BJJ slash MMA stuff?
1: Um. Well, wrestling really early. Like I was in elementary school. Um. Was that back in a rat or, or in like no in Canada? no here here. Yeah. I don't think I would make it <laughs> in Iran. It's, but dude, you guys, guys are—you
0: have some of the best wrestlers. I don't think people like if you're not if you don't follow wrestling on the Olympics side because this is yeah. different than MMA. But you guys have some of the best wrestlers in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't know where that comes from. I think, um, you know, but historically, Iran, Russia, you know, China, um, you know, all, all that Kazakhstan, Dagestan um, area—they're just like they breed like different types of wrestlers. I honestly don't know what it attributes to. Um, it'd be interesting like if we, Wrestling if we with trace bears? it back. Yeah,
0: something <laughs> like <don't>, that.
1: <laughs> I don't think we have bears in Iran. I know, <laughs> like, but the Dagestan. Well, well, Khabib is from what? From from Dagestan, right? Dagestan, Dagestan yeah. is close close to Iran. It's in north of Iran, so. Yeah, a lot maybe, of mountains maybe too. Could, I think that's. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: There's a lot of crossover. I, I just think it's, it's like hard, hard skin to Like they grew up in, in such a more difficult environment that when you get to the mat, it's, you know, in comparison to everything they go through in life, there is a For bit sure. of a different level that you just can't get to, you know? For
1: sure. But like, there are lots of countries that go through hardship. How come some of them suck at wrestling?
0: <laughs> that is true. Yeah, <laughs> you I know? guess, I don't know. Yeah, it's so, weird. So it's so just I, part I, of your I history. wonder,
1: yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's you know, um, what, I think it, it started in Greece, right? a Long time ago. Yeah, um Greek maybe Roman it's just, wrestling. yeah yeah i don't yeah. know i don't know we should we should find out on the next on the, i, w- the I next wish i podcast. <laughs> see this is
0: why i don't like joe rogan has jamie i don't have anybody to look to look but you, honestly yeah. dude, like you, you play it so so calmly like when i first met you first of, i didn't know you you had kid when we first first met yeah obviously i didn't know your personal life um but first of, like you're you're to me you're like a young soul of a dad if you get yeah. what i mean yeah you, know, yeah you work out you do bjj uh you know you're 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 a ceo of your own startup you do it with your brothers um like you have all these things going on you have kids you're married and for like you just make it seem like everything flows calmly i've never once seen you like panic super anxious you know so i hide it pretty- well <laughs> i don't know if it's a poker face or like what what's going on no now? i did
1: no i i mean like i always say i have it easy right my wife is the one that has to take all the burden of, of the house and the kids and and all that she she does a really really um masterful job of handling all that so i can focus on this mm-hmm. and when you only have to focus on work you know it, it's all of a sudden not not so hard right Yeah, that's true
0: yeah so i mean everyone says that right like behind every successful person there's a successful partner i won't say man because that used to be the old adage but like i don't yeah, think that's proper yeah. anymore no, uh, no. <laughs> but yeah but it's true it is true like you need and that that's a hard job too man you yeah know? i mean so you to, find you,
1: you find that now you can just get up and go to new york stay in the new jersey motel <laughs>
0: <laughs> with with sean and fahid
1: <laughs> doing oh, doing
0: owl that, owl pitch nights
1: that was funny that was, that was funny. Awesome, Why dude. did we go there? I mean, like, obviously the business didn't have much money, right? So we <laughs> we, we had to we, like we
0: had to A. save
1: money. Yeah, for, for this conference in New York. <laughs> it was Finovate, right? Finovate. And the yeah. and the conference was <laughs> the conference was on um uh, um on Broadway uh yeah. in Manhattan. <laughs> and we got we got this like crazy motel all the way in Jersey to save money. <laughs> and we had all that we had the whole
0: from oh. <laughs> my traps grew so much that weekend. Like I just kept carrying. Do you remember? Like yeah. literally, and and they they were literally as long as my body. So yeah. it's not like it's not only heavy, but you have to carry that shit off of the ground. And we're like in so... suits the whole time. And it was... I, I would
1: have helped, but I was I was too busy like <laughs> filming you from behind and laughing because like it was so long and every elevator, every door, <laughs> you would just get stuck. Um, <laughs> It was, man, it was a
0: fun time, man.
1: It was so funny. It was so funny, and we and we ate so much. And we still remember we uh we 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 bet Vahid couldn't finish his food at Tops in New Jersey. The, that's the other thing. I about still have the is, video. So so <laughs>
0: for for folks who don't know, uh, Sean likes to do these like small fun bets. Let's let's put it this way, uh, and I only came to realize what that meant. And unfortunately for me, it was always around food. So we'd go out <laughs> to eat in a restaurant, and this one time we were in Montreal. Uh, it was me, Vahid. Uh, uh, who, who, when was this? But like, It was like at maybe 11 p.m. or something. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was like... Uh, so Sriracha was there too. Uh, yeah. And then it was, I, I guess, us four. Anyways, like we all ordered this like massive poutine. We all kind of barely finished it. And then I think there was like literally more than half of one left. And Sean just looks at me and he's like, dude, 100 bucks on the table right now if you can finish it. <laughs> I, I swear to you, I didn't even blink. I... I I literally just took that poutine and I scarfed it down. But he's looking at me, dude. He's about to, vo- just, just looking at me, he's about to hurl.
1: Did the whole what? restaurant is looking at us. Let's <laughs> go. <good. I> <laughs> yeah, people were cheering oh, me man. on. But... We bet on everything. We bet on like how many cars are going to pass the street in the next minute. <laughs> like people think we work. We actually just bet.
0: No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I racked I felt I, I felt like a waiter dude I racked up so much in tips just doing these weird ass bets with you my my liver was damaged like it was yeah. it was a fun time it was a fun yeah, time yeah yeah yeah
1: there so, was so, a lot of alcohol involved too
0: oh fun that's times sure. man well,
1: yeah
0: so that, that's the other thing about you is like I think you're always you're always kind of a natural entrepreneur um like when I think of of entrepreneurial DNA to be to be frank like I think of you obviously um, you know, Sriracha being in there, I hope he's, he's cool with me using that nickname, but Sriracha, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's stuck. So, so, this is, you uh, came up
1: with it and it's stuck.
0: It's stuck. This is Sean's brother, uh, Surab, yeah. by the way, one of the co-founders of OWL, but you guys have always done stuff together. Yeah. Um, like, was it always, did you always just have that self-awareness? Like knowing, you know, this was, this was always going to be the thing I wanted to do.
1: Um, no, uh, like entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, entrepreneurship for sure. I think um, um, you know the thought. I don't know what it is about. You know, you, you wanting to um, you know you, you you standing in a line somewhere and thinking you know this the way this line is formed sucks, and I can do better. It's mm-hmm. that kind of egotistical um, mentality where you think you can do something better, and then wanting to actually execute. Your often dumb idea, you know, to do that thing better, um, and it's and it's usually yeah, uh, you know, and I think like I've had that ever since I was a kid, um, sore up to to some extent, and you know we've 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 built multiple businesses together, um, and you know some have been successful. We always talk about the successful ones, and we never talk about the ones that fail. Yeah, every mm. every Zoom intro when we have to talk and you know, I talk about the background, I only talk about the exits. I never talk about, you know, <laughs> all the all the either they were crappy ideas or bad execution or or just a million things going wrong where a business fails.
0: Mm. What what, what, were, what, what were some of those examples? Like give me give me an example of when something didn't go right for you as an entrepreneur.
1: Uh, oh. Like as of this morning, or like <laughs> <laughs> no like even
0: let, 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 let's start maybe before owl before owl.co like what what's an example of something that you started didn't go your way, maybe even early within your career
1: yeah, yeah, so like like one example was um um uh, we built this you know we've as you know we've uh Sarabha and I have been uh, advocates of of data privacy um and end to end encryption, so you know many years ago i think like two thousand eleven ish we came up with um we co-founded like a, a company where it, um, it was supposed to be um, a, a project management tool, um, task management, you know, messaging, all end-to-end encrypted, decentralized, um, you know, and the idea was for um, individuals and potentially companies being able to collaborate in a fully private manner where, where their data is not seen and not used by any platforms. Um, we saw started it's you know data is is the most important commodity moving forward um, and securing it is is incredibly important and we st- stand by it you know without also but you know back then in 2011 end to end encryption was very early and the protocol and you know we had to go through so many hoops to have the users um, you know, the user experience was not great because they had to you know select a pin. They had to hold their own encryption keys. It was not understood. Like WhatsApp was not end-to-end encrypted. Telegram was not end-to-end encrypted. Like that—that just didn't exist at the time. So we were very early, um, and um, and we 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 struggled finding uh, a um, a a product a product market fit. Like we knew it's important, the tool. We just didn't know who needs it. (laughs) Mm. You know, we we couldn't figure it out. We came up with hypotheses. We thought maybe lawyers, maybe. maybe, maybe students, uh, maybe small companies, but you know, it, 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 nobody, nobody wanted the extra hassle, let alone pay for it.
0: What do you do in that case? Cause like there, there are a lot of examples, obviously when you have an idea and you only see it come to fruition, let's say like five yeah. years down the road, because in five years there's more infrastructure for that idea to work. But yeah. like in that moment, how do you, like you have two decisions, right? Do we just pull the plug on this or continue? That's often the biggest struggle. And I never, I can never get a fine answer on that. Like, how is it just intuition?
1: Um, It it is intuition. I think if you show me an entrepreneur that, um, that, that cut the cord on an idea because he knew it's too early um, or he knew it's not going to work and he did it timely, I'll show you a genius. I think we all suck at this. We all, we all, you know, marry our idea and, and, and just drag it way too long. Um, in hindsight, you know, after, after year one or two, um, I should have I let that go, maybe even sooner. Um, I think it, in our alpha la- launch, we should have taken um, all, the, all the hints that the market was giving us and not try to, um, not try to you know, find a fit um, for the product. Having said that, then you hear stories of people who persevere. Like OWL is a great example, Ex- right? Exactly. Al-, Al is an example where um, you know we started this company with a whole different use case. We, if you know, when when you were with us, we were talking about you, you guys know, had three K- cases. K- yeah. KYC AML, we had onboarding and we had fraud detection. But after some time, you know, we um, you know we realized the product market fit with the fraud detection is is incredible. So we 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 stopped supporting the other two use cases and we're just solely a um, claims monitoring company
0: now. And that's the other kind of challenging part too, right? Because uh, to to your point, like when I was with you guys at OWL, again, obviously a different time for the company, but you, you had a, a good problem, but also a bad problem for any entrepreneur. The good problem is yeah. that you had this technology that you could literally fit into multiple use cases. The yeah. challenge is that obviously when you're that early, you need to focus one. But two, you you are also kind of selling to different divisions, and so how do yeah. you get to that that point where you really have to narrow down on one use case and just do it the best and be the best in class in that one
1: use case? How do you do how do you make the how do you make the decision for it?
0: Yeah, and, and also just kind of like what's what's the process of you deciding wh- where to put all your eggs basically one because in poker, right? They'll tell you like obviously, yeah. you know, the, the go all in metaphor, but that doesn't always apply to entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I'm just curious, how did you? What's the process? Yeah, to get there? It,
1: it, it, it's a very good question. It's actually a very tough process. We contemplated, um, um, you know, this for for a few months, and then we pulled the trigger. Um, I think I think the the proper process of it is is just surrounding yourself with incredible, like like they, an incredible team and an incredible you know, set of advisors and investors who can who 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 have been through it, first of all, mm-hmm. um, and two aren't scared like. The scariest part of that pivot is you're going to have to say no to a lot of deals, and you're going to have to cancel some, maybe terminate some contracts, right? If we have if we have clients in product two and three, and we want to focus on product one, we have to stop maintaining products two and three. That means that we're not going to get paid for any deals we had in those products um, with those products. So, um, you know, a it's important to have a team where you know they're they are. Um, they're not scared of, you know, especially in a startup, they're not scared to start from scratch in some cases um, um, for, for a potential opportunity, which we have in stage. I think our team, that's one of the things like our team is, is world-class. That's one thing. The one reason why, you know, we stuck it through um, is because um, you know, we knew that the team is exceptional, right? I mean, you met Vahid, but Bahid, oh, <laughs> he's a G he's, yeah. he's a machine.
0: XBC, he's a machine. Like, yeah a, a, a lot can be said positively obviously of of Vahiba, yeah. but he is the guy to have as an as an operations officer like I couldn't yeah. think of anybody better at that stage yeah
1: He's incredible um and you know Saurabh uh, my brother Saracha and, um, and and yeah and and since you've left I mean we 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 have we have we've racked up a lot of um, other great talent so Dude, one since I left, two... it's been on a,
0: on, a, on a rocket ship. I don't know. Is, 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 I don't know if that's that's a bad side. Like I left. You win the
1: case. You win the case.
0: <laughs> the curse has been lifted, <laughs> brother.
1: And um and uh after that, uh, the credit the credit goes to the investors, right? Like we had to actually like have that tough discussion with our investors and be like, hey, we need to we need to actually reduce our ARR because we're gonna have to say no to these deals focus on this one product, but we have, we have these, you know, initial data points that this product is going to be a success. Here's why, here's what we, what, where we achieve and for them to back you. Um, uh, so, so that was, um, those very challenging times. Um, but you know, the secret is all in the team.
0: Dude, I have so many questions, but before I get there, I just want to ask you in the current version of of where owl.co is for, for those who aren't aware, how would you describe it in like the most simple dynamic?
1: Um, you know, I like this because it's so deep insurance, um, you know, for me to so say we're out claims monitoring, so you won't understand. So let me explain that. <laughs> I'll explain the problem in, in 30 seconds and then um, what we do. So every time and we only focus on disability insurance today, we're going to branch out to like workers. comp. But if we look at disability insurance, every time a claimant submits um, a claim at an insurer, the insurer has to put. Two hundred thousand dollars into a reserve, right? And that's an average. Sometimes it's ten million, sometimes it's five thousand. But when um when and, and these claims um, are you know ten percent of all claims are fraudulent or exaggerated. But the insurers are detecting less than one percent. Mm. So if you can imagine, like a a, a, um, a an insurer that has two billion dollars in reserve, 200, uh, uh two hundred million of that is in reserve. And they're detecting like two mil, uh, 20 million. So 180 million would be the opportunity. And that's, I'm just throwing numbers out, right? And when you say fraudulent,
0: um, just for those, like, that's basically like I break my arm, I get better, but I'm still getting the paychecks every whatever exactly. frequency.
1: Okay. Exactly, exactly. The, you know, the, way, the way it's done today, insurance, there's really no good way of them detecting these fraudulent uh, claims. Um, it goes by a lot of feeling. Like, believe it or not, they have agents that call the claimant. Try to determine if um, if something's off. Um, they would it's escalate job, it to an in- yeah. They would, <laughs> they would they escalate it to an investigator. You know, the investigator tries to dig in, or in some cases, um, follow the person around, trying to detect um, uh, inconsistencies. So what we do is we do this at scale, um, automated. Um, we aggregate data from all these different data sources. We analyze it in a zero knowledge manner, so it's completely compliant. Um, and having by doing this, we 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 only look for evidences. So we don't use any predictive analysis. So we don't um, we remove any any form or any potential for bias, right? That's a huge problem the insurers have today. Because how do you check on someone because of a feeling? Um, you know, there is, like all humans are biased, right? So so we want to we want to reduce that. We want to look for evidences. You know, really double click on people who seem to. Have fraudulent uh, footprints online. Yeah, like you're making it more objective, basically. Yeah, yeah. And each and and then um, each time the the fraud is found or or detected, uh, then that the insurer stops paying that two hundred thousand comes back into the PNL. So that's why that's why um, you know it's such a it's such a big pain point. Every insurer has it, and and we have a hundred percent conversion from demo to pilot at least. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's a yeah. massive
0: problem, dude. Like, I mean, yeah. And this, this is why. Like, I think now that people listen to that, I think they can understand. When we were together, uh, you guys had all different avenues you can you can take this, right? Because you're really building a 360 view of of, yeah. a, of a profile of a, of a customer, whether that be on onboarding, whether that be on fraud or whatever else uh, use case, and also different departments of one institution. So if you're selling yeah. to a bank, you can sell to different divisions, right? Risk management, yeah. the insurance groups. So, uh, but yeah, but, but back to that pain point, it's, it's like a good and, and tough problem to have at the same time. Uh, yeah. You, 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 talked a lot about team. You talked a lot about the investors, like them helping you pull through kind of the more challenging times, uh, early in the early days of owl. I think with a lot of that, what people don't realize is like you as a CEO and obviously the co-founders Vahid, so included a lot of that takes neg- not only negotiation, but like you have to sell the division, the right? Like you have to sell the dream basically where you guys are going yeah and in enough confidence for them to really, really trust you. Yeah. Yeah. With your experience, having done this like several times and obviously successfully now with owl, as you guys keep progressing, what are some of those like lessons learned when you're trying to do that in terms of either, you know, a convincing top talent to join or top investors to back you?
1: Um, what was the first one? that top down to join?
0: Yeah. Like basically just, I think it all stems from one point, right? Like you're, yeah. you're using that, that, that convincing mechanism, you're building trust in, in you, right? Yeah. In Fahid and Sarab, both yeah. to, to secure top talent, but also have top investors back you up. So yeah. what are, what are some of the lessons learned to do that?
1: I think the successful way to do it is work backwards, right? Um, when we try to sell to, to um, when we, when we try to, um, you know, get an investment, for example, it's really to understand how does how, how does a VC make make an investment um, decision? What are the metrics like? And, and I mean, a lot of these metrics are written in stone. Like they, their firm, their fund has to meet certain criteria in order to write on it. I'm not talking about exceptions. So I'm ta- I'm just talking general, right? Obviously, and here we're talking money. financial
0: metrics, right? Is that what? Yeah, you're yeah, financial
1: metrics. Us? Yes. So so certain ARR, certain churn, certain like build this scorecard of your of your um, uh, company. Understand what what those specific VCs that you're talking to, and you can straight up ask them, like, what does your fund look to see? What is, what is the sweet spot check, check size? Like, what do your other partners wanna see? How do we get the buy-in of a, like ask a ton of questions, but really understand what that fund wants, wants to see and show them exactly that, nothing more, nothing less. Um, <clears throat> I think, I think we, we, we often make a lot of, uh, make, make mistakes of giving too much information to VCs, um, which comes back to haunt us, <laughs> you know, mm. um, it just. In, in what sense? The kind of...
0: Like more than well, you asked like, for upfront.
1: Yeah, way more. Um, you know, we, we all, you know, all, all different types of projections, you know, anything that creates a lot of, you know, it, we need to keep it simple, right? Um, keep a simple data room provides what they need to see, but, but also shows that you're focused on, on the problem, problem at hand. You're focused on the metrics that matter. Not so much about all the fat and fuss that really doesn't matter, but creates like a hundred other questions um, and, and takes everyone's focus away from, from what matters. Um, but working backwards and the same with, with sales, you know, we, we, we understand, you know, before we start pitching and, and really going down the rabbit hole, we understand, you know, the organization, the org chart, uh, who has what signing authority, what, who has the urgency, um, um, Who's at the end of the day gonna cut the check? What matters to that person? How is he gonna be promoted? Is this the tool that's gonna to help him or her get promoted? Um, and, um, and, you know, once you have the lay of the land, then you work backwards and you start, you start hammering those channels. I think, I think that's how we've been able to cut, the, um, cut our sales cycle from, you know, the, I think the going rate is 12 to 18 months in financial institutions. We're like almost six months, it was really good.
0: So working backwards, I love that. I, I kind of share the same, maybe an analogy, especially for companies like looking for the next you know, growth step. But so so we cover the investor side. What about top talent? Like, what are you doing in terms of kind of just your, your leadership style, culture? Because you talked a lot about uh, the, the top talent is what what's kept you here, right? Um, just curious, like, how, how do you convince? And obviously it's worked. I mean, uh, I, I, I definitely was, was sold on the vision. So just curious, like, what's, what's your mechanism to do that?
1: You mean internally or with, with clients?
0: Uh, in turn like to, to secure uh, new hires, basically. Like, let's say you were, you were looking to hire a seasoned CFO, right, yeah. you, Sean, as a leader, like how are you selling the vision? What are you communicating as the culture? What's your leadership style? All that jazz.
1: Um, yeah, that's, that's I, think, I think it all, um, obviously they have to get the buy-in from, for, for, for the team. Is this the team that's gonna um, take it across the line? And I think we have that in space. Like any anyone who works with us um, for for a few days realizes, like this, we're we're like the culture of our company is incredibly performance focused, right? Like you know this. We have know, we have we have we have, we have like everything we do we is is by the numbers. There are metrics that we hold ourselves uh, accountable to, and we have to hit those metrics. I think in the history of this company, and you can ask this from our investors. We don't miss metrics, like we don't we don't miss KPIs. If we say we're gonna hit some revenue, we're gonna go rob a bank to hit that <laughs> re- <laughs> to hit that revenue, um, you know, but whatever it takes. Because we want we want to be one of the fastest growing companies, if not the fastest growing company in Canada, and you know we have to we have to have that discipline and be hard on ourselves to 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 um, to hit those numbers so that that's the culture that's um you know and and it's it's very demanding but at the same time it's very fun um you know as as you succeed with your partners there's it's it's a very um satisfactory uh, uh, uh satisfactory feeling it's 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 um it's very rewarding right to know that you built something from scratch and you know just because you you know you 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 pushed so hard you got it through um and that's one. So the team, um, so once they get the buy-in from the team, they get, they need to understand they, they, to get the buy-in from the company, right? So is this the company that's actually going to make it? a, the market, our market's huge, right? So we, I, I usually explain, you know, what the potential is for, for this company. It's not, we're not, we're not serving a small niche market. We're, we're dealing with insurance claims. Every category is tens of billions of dollars um, in, in market size. Um, we talk about, you know, our, the, the VCs that have backed us, they're some of the best VCs in the world. Um, and we talk about the future, right? We, we talk about the growth. You know, our company is gonna triple or quadruple in revenue in one year, which is unheard of, especially during a, pandem- during a pandemic, right? So once you put all of these together, um, you hope to sell, you know, um, or show the fact that, you know, this is a winning team and a winning company.
0: Yeah, and I, I will say like, from my experience, too, everything you touched on is exactly what I was doing in terms of due diligence, like if, if anybody's running, especially like a post seed, pre-series A startup, exactly that, right? I'm looking yeah. at like the management team, obviously, and you can ask around, so that that's easy to do. Like if, you know, through second, third connections, and yeah. I think obviously you're going to be doing the same and you do the same with investors. So it's a vice versa yeah. here. Uh, but yeah. you look at the, the addressable market, like, is this really a scalable, like, is it big enough for me to stay here for the long run? Because ideally yeah. that's what you want to see. Um, and, and then is this also a problem that excites you? I think like, do you have something unique let's say to play in this kind of market so it's not yeah. like you're, you're you're a guy in, or a girl in like, let's say the cannabis sector and you just happen yeah. to jump into like insure tech as an example you know like right is there something synonymous with what you've done in the past so yeah. that it ex- excites you to actually you know ping the banks and, and sell them on this kind of solution yeah um,
1: do you think do you think the experience like like we never had insurance insurance background right. do you think um how, how important is that in your decision making when you look at the founder who came from you know, for us, we always did consumer. And then this is the first time for Sora and I to be an enterprise. Vahid obviously brought a lot of experience from enterprise world. But, you know, how how do you look at that?
0: I I was actually really cool with it. And I think the the reason was, actually, you don't always need to have like deep experience. Uh, I think what what put comfort around my decision was like, one, you both had uh, several exits in the past. So this wasn't like your first startup. So it de-risks a lot of like the questions around you as an entrepreneur, obviously like you've been in this game for quite a bit, man. Uh, that's number one. Number two, like, I feel like you, you guys had all the right complementary pieces, right? So it's not like all three of you were Sean's cause that can, yeah. you know, like you need, you need someone like you on the one, one is more than
1: enough, but one is more than enough, you know, Truth,
0: like, yeah. you, you know, it's like having like four Elon Musks dude, like that's, that, you know, I don't know how, I don't how, know about <laughs>
1: that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, in personality yeah. wise, like I'm just right. talking in terms of a role. Yeah, uh, you need someone like Fahid, as an example to systemize the process to keep everyone like. in ch- So you need someone like him. You need uh, Sorab obviously on the technical aspect. So once I got a feel for you guys, honestly, it was it was a fairly easy decision there. And I think the last thing I'd say, honestly, well, aside from like when we first had the conversation, I didn't know how close we would we would become as like friends yeah. aside from work because we had yeah. so much in common, right? Like
1: yeah. <laughs> the UFC stuff
0: and stuff. Obviously, yeah. that that was like a, a massive asset, dude. Um, yeah. But but regardless, like I don't think you need to have similar, as as many similar similar interests. I think what's cool about you, uh, personally, you know, as as a as a CEO is like you're just the, by far probably the most genuine that I've seen in the startup space. You Thank know, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of like how Dana White is in in the UFC. Like there's no, you know, hate or love the guy, right? At the end right. of the day, you can you can't say he he, he bullshits. Right. right, and and maybe he does in certain aspects. What I'm trying to get to is like he's raw. Like when he's doing a press conference, he doesn't beat around the bush. He'll give it to you straight, and he doesn't yeah. care whether he hurts you. And like he's just a, a straight individual. He's direct and he's genuine, you know. Yeah. And at the same time, yeah. I think that that creates like a fun environment if you can click with that pers- personality, which I obviously do for sure, for sure. Right? I, I, uh, I think what, people people are always
1: attracted to people who are who are just uh, pretty transparent and honest. That's um, what I mean. And I think yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. I think, yeah, I think I, mean, that's, I think that's, that's totally what the I most to be. No,
0: honestly man, and I'm not just saying this because it's recorded like you obviously know this. Uh I mean we we hate on each other all the time, so it's all good to give some love, <laughs> but uh no, it, it's it's true dude. And it, and I think that's missing, right? Cuz like in startup world you can also sell a lot of fluff. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say too what I really appreciate actually from the heat is he and this stuck with me even to this day dude. We'd always have these, you know, like the weekly meetings and we'd go through the the, the pipe and he'd always before we start, he'd look at me and he'd always be like do not bullshit me today, you know, like I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, look yeah. at the pipeline and like no BS. Tell me yeah. exactly who are the clients who really understand the, the value prop and let's focus on delivering like the best value to them. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter of having like when you talk about the sales funnel or, or the metrics. Uh, the reason I think why you guys don't, don't miss on those is because you're absolutely critical on like being truthfully honest about where you are versus yeah. like showing a pipeline of like 3,000 you know, targeted companies, but none of those have any relevancy to OWL.
1: Yeah, You know. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. One of our investors, after we fundraised, uh, told us that they've never seen a team that's more hard on themselves than us. <laughs> you know, we're very critical and we, yeah. we beat ourselves up. And, you know, it, it makes us go old. But, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, everyone will, will, uh, will, will benefit.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, like the other thing I was going to say is the culture was always fun. You yeah. Know, and, and this is why like the dynamic is important, right? Because you always right. like, especially with you and Vahid specifically, like you have, you know, yeah. you have, you have two different personalities essentially. Yeah. Uh, but you always brought that fun into it, man. And Vahid too, in, in his way, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. Like, no, we, have, we like, have a
1: lot of fun. We have yeah, a lot like, of you fun. You guys have a good a dynamic. Of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a high pressure, <clears throat> high stress um, job. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that's COVID. Um, really big. <laughs> Thank um, God this so. is
0: virtual. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: how is the how is the um, the COVID situation in Chicago?
0: In chi Town, uh, it's it's not bad, man. To be honest, like we're right now, it's it's fairly open. I'd say like it it seems eighty percent there. Yeah, you know? like you can dine in capacity of four. Uh, yeah, gyms are open. Yeah, like I wouldn't say it's it's that wow. bad. Yeah, yeah. BC, my... BC just
1: went on a lockdown again. I heard, dude.
0: Well, t- Toronto's the same. My Instagram is blowing up with people pissed off at like the whole Canadian situation. But
1: yeah, know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty annoyed, even though it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't change my life. All my training is like closed doors and privates. Um, mm. But, and, and the office, you know, I've been in my office the whole time, but man, it's like we've vaccinated everyone over 65 now, or we will do in the next week. Who are we protecting at this point? Like, I believe like zero people um, died from COVID the last few days. I don't oh, get it. I don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole situation too, right? Because they're not also vaccinating. I think the younger cohort that like also is going out all the time. Yeah. And and there's like I was th- I was talking to my parents yesterday, man. The thing I don't understand about like I understand protect protect protection measures, wearing the mask. Like I'm all for that. I'm not I'm not yeah. against it. But the whole point about staying at home to me, especially when summertime is rolling, doesn't make sense for two reasons. I'm not talking about like conjuring and fucking concerts or like restaurants yeah. and having 600 people on top of each other. Not that. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, if you corn like, I don't know if you've seen these two reports, but number one is uh, there was a report that was done. I forget where. I think it's probably somewhere in North America or yeah. covering North America. But it, it showed that 80% of patients in hospitals who had COVID symptoms, 80% of them were deficient in vitamin D. Ooh. That's the first yeah, part, wow. and yeah. the second part was that there was a study and by now these are like studies that that are uh fairly credited you know at yeah. the time there were still questions, and the second part was that uh it, it basically like the 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 virus would die instantly and i'm, I'm paraphras I'm not a doctor, but paraphrasing here it basically dies instantly uh when you're outside yeah wow so it's not i mean it, it doesn't stick when you're like you know literally yeah. in you know in, in the sun yeah. as an example, and wow. anyways i just i, I think that it, When you're when you're forced to quarantine, there are there are other things people are not thinking about, dude. And my fiance being a psychologist, not that she shares any confidential stuff, but, you know, she tells me hypothetically, like what she's seeing, dude, it's not it's not pleasant. We're talking like normal candidates who are dealing with severe depression, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 No, I, I think like we see it in ourselves. Um, like I'm, I'm losing my mind day by day, just knowing that, (laughs) like, just knowing, I mean, you become an entrepreneur because you don't want limitation. And then before we (laughs) get to be limited to to, to things, it it drives you crazy. No, but it's, it's, it's had a huge, um, psychological, um, effect on me, on my kids. Um, what do you think it was
0: for you? Like that psychological impact, what was the difference in, um,
1: you know, just being bogged down, um, you know, not being able to, like, I used to at least like try to get away a weekend here or there, see my friends. Um, mm. You know, I have a lot of friends outside of Canada, um, most of my friends. So, you know, just not being able to see them, um, not see, not being able to see my parents. Like I haven't seen, like I FaceTimed them, but I haven't really seen them all of 2020. I still haven't seen them. My dad got vaccinated waiting for my mom who lives um,
0: close to you too right just so people know they, yeah they, 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 they live like
1: somewhere. yeah like 20 minutes away but it's you know yeah. i i used to see them every week but haven't yeah. seen them in like over a year and you know um these are like the thoughts creep in that you know how much time do we even have with our parents for us to waste a whole year um so all the all those thoughts are very heavy <laughs> you I know, know they, they, they wear you down
0: dude and, and it's and it's real like not yeah. not to, to depress the conversation but i had a i had yeah. a cousin like a, a first cousin basically pass away and she's maybe like in in, in the 50s range but fairly healthy like doesn't yeah. smoke doesn't uh yeah and, and obviously lebanon's a whole different problem with infrastructure and hospitals but you know it's been a it's been a tough year because of that and, and it's funny you, i actually never thought of that in terms of the entrepreneur thing like yeah. especially with a guy like you i mean i know you know it, it's tough for someone to be like you got to sit at home and like you, you take orders in that sense. Yeah. You know, as an entrepreneur, you're like, oh, well, get the yeah, fuck out of yeah. my face, and, you know? <laughs> and,
1: and to begin with, I have a serious problem with authority too. So on top of that, I have to deal with that. <laughs> so it's it, it's um it's it's, it, it's very tough. But yeah, I mean, like I think the psychological effects. I think even economical. It's just it's it's you know it's going to take years for us to bounce back from all this.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the thing people don't address, right? Like, because everything right now is stimulated through like PPP loans and whatever. But, yeah, you know, that's all really artificial, too. I mean, I think that's what yeah. people don't realize.
1: Yeah, yeah. All that, all, all that is just around the corner waiting. You know? yeah, <laughs> Once exactly. everything comes back, yeah.
0: Literally, yeah. like what that looks like. What, what have you done, yeah. dude, to stay, to stay? Because you talk about, like, obviously it having an impact, but you're here. Thank God. Like, you're, you know, yeah. you're still here in the gym. Everything seems to be moving forward. I know it doesn't always look easy under the hood. Yeah. What, what What are some things that help you just stay mentally sharp
1: or well, get through training, it at least? Training Training really helps. You know, getting to go to a gym and strangle other adults <laughs> uh, Adults um, is is very helpful. Um, but but like the the one thing I'll say like if if I can take anything with me after the pandemic, is just um, you know spending more time with my kids. Like that's one thing that I now I realize how much I how much I lacked pre-COVID because you know I was always traveling I was always like in the office all day long but having to work from home many days or you know just spending time with them you know they they weren't going to school for a while um, you know it, it was very nice and it was very special so I think like moving forward I'm I'm always gonna dedicate more time to be to be at home so that that's how that that's been the um, the saving grace
0: yeah it's well it's crazy you say that too because i've also i've heard that from a lot of people specifically around the traveling part like just you know having to spend more time at home actually yeah. was there was a big positive around that uh yeah. and it's funny sometimes like i'll give you an example i mean my, my parents live in lebanon we always used yeah. to do whatsapp calls never once did we ever do a zoom call all together
1: yeah
0: i'd call my uh-huh. my sister separately or like we we have a whatsapp group together but we, yeah. we never used to have like these all in you know everyone yeah. gets together my fiance's family and yeah. sometimes it's 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 unfortunate to be honest that it takes something like this. It's kind of analogous to like when you're sick. You ever had the flu, yeah. dude, and you get knocked out on the couch for a week, and you're yeah. like, I swear to you, when, when I get back, dude, I'm not taking yeah. anything <laughs> for granted. I'm yeah, going yeah, straight yeah. back to the gym. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a walk in the park. It sucks, yeah. dude, but you need sometimes these like punches basically to to wake you up, right?
1: But but does it ever? work like do you ever come out of that flu and actually go fuck no
0: <laughs> i i open netflix and, and open a cheetos bag homie yeah,
1: exactly. i beat i beat flu once i'll do it again <laughs>
0: i'm i'm a warrior
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> orders crispy cream
1: damn we don't have crispy cream in canada
0: uh, <laughs> thank yo, god man The the food here though gotta tell you bro it's uh yeah you your boy's struggling to keep the weight. <laughs> I
1: know, I know, I know. In Chicago, man. You got the you got you got the best of everything.
0: It's crazy, man. There's a place I don't know if you've ever been to a place called Portillos. No. Dude, I gotta tell you the story. Um so Jamie, bring it up. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, Jamie, Jamie bring it up. Pull it up, up. <laughs> <laughs> up um, god. Dude, uh, Portillos is like um I'm trying to, it's like it's not the same concept, but like, think of like how important Tim Hortons is to Canada. This, I'm I'm gonna butcher this 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 comparison. People are gonna hit on me, but whatever. You get the point. Um, yeah. So so it's like a fast food chain, right? Uh, Italian subs, sandwiches, hot dogs, that kind of stuff. But at Portillo's, they have like the most famous thing they have is this thing called the chocolate cake shake. All right, you Ooh. heard that right. It's a shake with a cake in it.
1: Oh, a, it's not liquid. You
0: mean? Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> A second here. <laughs> so th- this is the shake, dude. Half of it is like liquidy. It's like what you ex- expect in like a vanilla milkshake, but the bottom part, and it has chunks of that cake in it. Now at the bottom oh. part, there's literally like a solid piece of cake
1: left. I swear to you, dude. They literally. It's, would like, take a it's shake. like it's like a gift that gives on keep, keeps on giving. Uh, man,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I like listen. It was great. I, I think I had diabetes the next day for sure. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, it was it was really good. But that's what I mean. Everything here is like loaded. If you get what yeah. I mean, portions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just yeah go
1: that's crazy. crazy. That's something that we don't see. Well, in Canada, let alone in Vancouver, of all places, like it's like the greenest, healthiest. <laughs> like, if, 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 a, a, a a um, you know, a, a restaurant like that would never make it in Vancouver. I don't know unless you have <laughs> kale. And... <laughs> kale smoothies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very health conscious, side. right? In Vancouver, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You see, everyone's ha- like they're like crazy. Like every- there's like three gyms on every block. They're all mm. packed. Um, every restaurant has like mostly healthy options. You don't see. Um, we don't have stuff like that, unfortunately. I want to have a shake with cakes. <laughs> with cakes, like, not yeah. a cake. That, <laughs> no, that was cake. plural, bro. <laughs> that was plural. I, I'm a, you know this. I'm a fat kid at heart. You oh, know how too. much I eat
0: that's the worst yeah, part too. because when yeah, yeah. when we got together that was <laughs> yeah, like what yeah. hurt me the most and the problem though is that you you relatively can stay in that shape like i think predominantly you would be like a mesomorph like maybe more on the endomorph side but you're kind of in that middle yeah i'm a flat endo uh, endomorph dude so like when we eat the same thing you know if i eat a fucking lettuce i yeah. plumb up the next day you know? <laughs> so that that's the problem like and we were eating you know all this yeah. crazy stuff the burgers yeah. Yeah, your capacity. No, how, is... How's the weight?
1: I I gained like twenty pounds last year.
0: <laughs> of, of muscle or fat? What do we thought?
1: Both, I think. Yeah. No, yeah, so I mean, twenty I you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, I was, have oh, you, okay. How how how, 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 how did you make it out in the pandemic? Dude,
0: honestly, dude drop your I, weight secrets. I honestly, <laughs> <laughs> start crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, honestly, I've 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 really I think I've I've done a good job at maintaining it. Yeah. Um, I I did though. I like I went into into periods, right? Like it wasn't yeah. fully consistent. I probably because my parents came visited in the summer, so you know gained a bit of weight. But all in all, um, I'd say I probably dropped like five pounds, which I wanted to. Uh, okay. So it was Holy good because because every time I, I I leave, so I like I visit my my family in the Middle East, dude. I come back like twenty pounds heavier, you know. Yeah. So it's always a struggle to to get back. Uh, yeah. but I, I did a lot of cardio because obviously gyms were closed at some point. So yeah. I just had to do a lot of body weight stuff. Yo I've been doing a lot of yoga. Uh but just yeah. more more focused on like functional uh health, let's say, or fitness. That's where I'm at yeah. now, dude. You know, like I, I wanna be able to run the 15Ks. I want to be able to hold my body weight for extended periods of time, still hitting yeah. the gym. I love weights. Um but it's more about like I just wanna feel good in my in my body. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like I wanna be yeah, able yeah. to do stuff. And you know what's funny is I, I just moved condos by the way. So uh and even though you know, like a condo move, it's not that uh, strenuous on the body, but it's like small things, right? You you have to set up a desk, you have to like it's it's a lot of functional stuff. And I only started feeling that this move, where I just felt more, it was more easier on me, if that yeah. makes sense. Like my back yeah. didn't hurt, it didn't spasm. If I was doing <laughs> deadlifts all the time, you, you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think you can relate. You know, my neck wasn't yeah. wasn't hurting or. Just the small stuff that well, always you know, used to bring me pain.
1: I, I I honestly can't relate because um I'm an adult. I get movers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that what is... are you
1: doing? What are you doing? Move? No, I what got you, uh, I doing? got movers.
0: I got movers, bro. But like once once they move the stuff, it's on you now to unwrap all the stuff. No, right? no. no. Hey you... guy,
1: put that thing over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I did I did all that I myself.
1: Point. <laughs> I point. <laughs> With like a shisha in your mouth? <laughs> Bro, It's like the the five minutes of glory where you get to order people around, you know, True. no, but it's like I've um, I, I, I joke with my wife because we, we probably have to move soon again. OK. Um, and I'm like, we should just go to a hotel like for two days because it's so special, especially when you have kids. So like stressful. you don't understand. We have so much clutter. These kids, they okay, con- I, like I, understand, I, I don't understand. like we don't buy them anything because like everyone just keeps buying them gifts. But there's the like closets and cl- and we keep giving toys away. I don't even know where it comes from. I feel like they manufactured toys in their rooms <laughs> or whatever. But but it's just like toys that they have things that they like. I can't even explain like every storage room is like full. And this is not this was not the case. Like my wife and I are not like hoarders or anything. But it's I just they're like, yeah, it's you so I'm not, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, we should just go to a hotel for like a few days have The movers move everything, set everything up, um, and then we just move 100%. it. Like, it's a, dude, I told my fiance the
0: same thing. I swear <laughs> to god,
1: I, I once
0: we finish the move, I and keep in mind, this is a convertible, I'm yeah. not moving like a single house with kids. So, this is what yeah, like, yeah. your point when you said, yeah. like, I can't understand, I, I can't. Number one, yeah. <laughs> I, and to your other point, uh, man, like, it, I had a one bedroom, but again, I'm not a hoarder at all, like, I really yeah. try to, as much as I can, go through and purge, and, and even that. I was so surprised by how much stuff I had, but the problem is too because you have to box everything. Like, look for the, like the bar thing that I have in the back. Yeah. all that has to be bubble wrapped. Yeah, you know, like the wine glasses, the whiskey glasses, yeah. the, the the flask. You can't just put that in a box. Yeah, and I don't trust with someone doing that. At least not. Why now. not? Why not? I don't know, Sean. I'm not there yet, man. I'm not there. No, Absolutely. yeah, you
1: are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. I think I think that's that's that's. You should have consulted with me before the move. I should have. I would have. I would have, have, I would have made that. this. I would have made this so much easier for you. I don't know, but just pay someone 20, 30. But your time is worth definitely more. <laughs> you know, I swear the, to agita, the um, the yeah, it's it's like you it, just really gotta was. do it. really Yeah, you yeah So I,
0: it. I got movers, and it was like it's the Middle minute...
1: Eastern. It's the Middle Eastern mentality. I'll do everything.
0: <laughs> I, I, I can do it. Don't 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 worry. Do I got I,
1: it. I, I can do it. Go go.
0: I don't need you. I'm I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, well it's funny we Vahid and I used to always talk about this like uh, especially when when uh, Arabs say inshallah yeah it means it'll, it'll never happen, it'll ever never hear happen that? yeah dude yeah, when yeah. someone says inshallah, inshallah I'm like bro don't tell me I, once <laughs> I said this to Vahid I didn't even know like he would be that pissed about it and I'm like yeah. he'll be like dude can you can you just uh, finish this off I'm like yeah inshallah He's
1: well like, in in, in, in Iran in Iran it's like inshallah means God willing right exactly um, same thing and and yeah, so so God willing, um, um, yeah, it's Arabic. I know it's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> well, for I was people, explaining to your, to your your listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so so in in Iran, like culturally, when someone says inshallah, like if you ask someone to do something, they say okay. Inshallah means like yeah, I, I, God will, you know, if if God's willing, it will get done. Which, you know, <laughs> it's just it's it's not the same as saying I'll do it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Tell me, give me certainty that you're going to do this task.
1: <laughs> exactly. I need a timeline. I don't know what God, God is willing or not willing to do. I don't know. That's, 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 don't don't put this familiar. on him,
0: man. He has enough stuff to do, dude. Oh,
1: like, man. Man, it must be tough. <laughs> yeah. So how is, um, hey, I, I've been meaning to ask you, what what happened in your lifetime that made you suck so bad at chess? Oh, fuck! I knew you were going to bring this up. All right. <laughs> Okay. Like, no, but I, look, I, there's a part two to the question. Okay. All right. Does it still hurt?
0: For those who don't know, <laughs> Sean and I played
1: chess. <laughs> how did it like, go? Tell them how it went.
0: Okay. I lost every single time. But you know what? I didn't know you were, like, number two in Iran for chess, dude. You, you also, like, played it, like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't played in, like, 40 years. Don't fucking lie to me. You play, like, every night for, like, six hours with Magnus Carlsen, all right?
1: I did not lie. I haven't played in like, I hadn't played in like probably 15 years, but okay, 15 but you years still ago, you still have the motor skills. You still have the motor skills. All right. Yeah.
0: So no, no, like, you're, do you you're still play? Uh, yeah, honestly I do. I, I, I really like it for fun. I mean, uh, especially here, I, I think I sent you the pictures by the way, in Chicago where we have that, I mean, it's, it's such a cool thing, but I feel like it's so underutilized. Dude, next, yeah. next to the lakefront, they literally have All these you you see them probably in new york the ones where they literally print out the board on on concrete yeah so they have maybe like 10 of those but it's like right next to the lakefront so you hear that like you know there's a breeze the wave hitting and you're out there playing you know it's not virtual chess obviously because now that's the biggest thing but yeah and it was for some time on chess.com but um yeah i I love to to do that like in person i just enjoy the game man Uh, i really enjoy it It's so fun. Even when, when you lose uh, hysterically like I did uh with our matches. I but, can't.
1: Like I would be the worst loser. Like if I lose, I'll I'll stop talking to you. Unfollow me I on Instagram. Quit. I would I would quit like I'm that guy. If I lose, I will quit work and I will just like get consumed and start reading again. I'd be like, why am I so shit at this? <laughs> well that's
0: you the know. thing with Jess. I don't know if you saw, I think Magnus actually retired uh, probably like a week <laughs> yeah. ago uh but it's one of those things dude where like there's so much first of all to learn it's always continuous i I don't think there's like a a cap to it you know and and it's enjoyable too because i feel like when i started playing chess and that's something we talked about like i always would just play for fun right it was never something like that i mean i always try to be competitive but yeah what i meant was like whenever i lose let's say i'd never look back at at how i played or what the other person did i wouldn't analyze basically and that's what chess.com does very well uh, yeah. And there's, like, a whole different side to chess that I wasn't necessarily paying attention to. I just play. I'd lose. Okay, I'd play again. But if you do that in chess, as you know, you're never yeah. going to get better because you have to know different openings. You have to know how to defend different. Like, it's just you have to get there. And you can't yeah. just do that naturally unless you're, like, a, a savant like Magnus, maybe. But yeah. even he yeah, has yeah. to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's a mad game, man. I remember, like, when I was a kid, I, I played really, really, like, seriously i i read all the books like every book that i could find in libraries i would read um when i was 13 my 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 score was over 2100 um oh my god and crazy. i would travel i would tra- i was that kid i would i would like travel to like go to different countries and play chess um but man it, it's like like i don't remember a lot of the openings but i remember i had like because you know you you memorize the opening right like the right. first the first few like the first 20 moves is is by the book like no one really goes out with their variants they yeah. use you start a sicilian and then someone does a sicilian something's gambit and then the, mm-hmm. you you know you, you play different uh, variants and you have to memorize all those variants yeah. um because you don't want to waste time tell. yeah
0: you can yeah. tell about how and, fast the openings are versus like three hours down mm-hmm. the road there's like it takes them an hour on like one move
1: yeah yeah because if you go outside of that variant a thousand people before you have tried and you know how that's going to go out. So it's just it's you don't you don't make those mistakes. So the first like that's that's one of the things I think chess should just start after the opening <laughs> you know for the so professionals. Yeah. Cuz um yeah.
0: And that's what they say too. It's like when you uh, like the, what makes someone like a master at chess as an example, a grandmaster or whatever is is actually to your point like when you have a few pieces and it's literally like a gridlock. Yeah. You know, and you only have two or three pieces for, for instance to, to yeah. To, to, beat someone. It's not like, you know, the, it, you don't, you don't usually win in the opening unless you're like an extreme beginner, you know, like yeah. in my case, when I first started out, that's, that's what would happen. And I'm like, how is this ha You know, there's like a yeah. few of those tricks. but yeah. to your point, if, if you don't know how to defend, you're going to get caught really easily. Yeah. But obviously any grandmaster, and that's why sometimes you see them with notepads to your point, because they're, they're writing down the moves so they don't forget. Cause there's yeah, all types of combinations. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you write it. So you can analyze it later too. Um, I wrote all my games down. You want to hear a funny story? This one time, I was playing. Um, this was like the the best person I, I I played. He was he was this Russian guy, grandmaster, and I was like fourteen. And um, you know, we we played until you know he he had his um, king and maybe like four pawns. I had a king and four pawns. It was a gridlock. Oh, sorry, we each had a rook too, right? Okay. But it was a gridlock. If he had moved his rook, I would take one of his pawns and vice versa. And we had each other uh, gridlocked. Um, I offered him a draw. Um, he said no. Uh, and you know you can only offer a draw twice, right? Twice, so yeah. and then he tanked for like forty minutes, oh. right? And then he offered a draw. I accepted, and I was like the best, the best um, feeling in the world, right? But, but and then win he's like he, and, and and then afterwards we were talking, and he's like, oh yeah, I was contemplating doing this. I'm like, oh that's easy. I would have just done this. He's like, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no he's
1: like, he's like oh you're an idiot i should not have offered a drop he's like if you do that i can just do this and i was like oh so oh my god i am um, yeah so I dodged, a I dodged the bullet i dodged the bullet he thought he, he had assumed that i had seen that move and he was he was running low on time but had he made that move he would have won Well, so, a lot of it is like
0: stamina too that's the, the really cool thing i mean i don't know if people know but in, like, a serious match, at least, you can burn up to, like, 2,000 calories. Uh, so it's... Is that true? 100%, dude. Uh, Gary Kasparov talks about this, actually. Um, Is he
1: a nutritionist? Like, no. what, does, what does Gary he... Kasparov know about <laughs> calorie burns?
0: Dude, they actually did a study, though. They, they did a study on, like, the, the, the top grandmasters. And I'm talking, wow. like, obviously the matches that would go yeah. on for, like, maybe two or three hours yeah. know, at the, the grandmaster level. Uh, but it's, it's, all, it's all mental, too. Like it, because, oh, yeah. because you're there for three hours in like serious concentration, you're burning up to yeah. you know a thousand, two thousand calories. And you're sitting yeah. down. I
1: mean I mean you feel exhausted afterwards. But,
0: so. but that's what I was gonna get yeah. to. Like even when we play like average games, but dude, play yeah. like six games in a row and you feel tired. You feel kind of like when when you you're like you're spent, you know, and you can't describe it. It's not like a body yeah, uh, yeah. a body fatigue, but yeah, no, absolutely to, correct. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's crazy too. The other thing I was gonna say is like sometimes when you're a kid, and that's why you see sometimes kids beating grandmasters is you don't have kind of a sandbox, you know. Like you're, it's like when Magnus uh, also uh, drew uh, what's his name, uh, Karpov, I think, wasn't it, yeah. or not Karpov? Um, was it? Kas- I think it was Kasparov as well. I think he drew him when he was like twelve or something, fourth. I can't remember his age, but he was he was a kid. Yeah, there's like that. Yeah that infamous uh, I, picture of the Yeah,
1: I, I think I think it was carpop wasn't yeah, right. one of the I two. Think,
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, like that shows you right because sometimes you're you're so into your mind. Uh, yeah. And I think when you're a kid, yeah. you're also creative, you're not maybe as stressed, you don't really know what like, I don't know if you're as stressed as think, someone who's like, you know,
1: a yeah, it's not it's not it's not living. It's, it's not um, it's not as important to you as when you but in some I just think kids, um, you know, they, they connect the dots way faster. Like, even when I look at my kids, when they play video games, like, I can't even, I don't even know what's going on. I like just, you know? So I feel like, I feel like they, they can probably go through more variations um, in less time.
0: I had a question think, actually for you regarding your kids now that you, you bring that up. You mentioned like that they were such an important piece to, to your mental health throughout this. And I also hear the other side of like how difficult it can be when you have younger kids going through this. You're working, they're at yeah. home, they're not at school, all that stuff. And for me personally, dude, like I've, it's made me more nervous to, to think about having kids, especially in an environment like this where you have to think about so many other variables. Yeah. Um, so, just curious, like, how do you, how have you managed basically Come like on. parenting? I don't,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't get these compared. I hate when people say that. Like, I get that some people have a hard time with kids, but it's just kids. <laughs> they're, they're like, honestly, like, don't second, don't second guess it. I, I, I don't, like, it's not a lot of work, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's just like having many use you wrestle with and you, you know, you, you mess with and, you know, I troll them all the time. It's just so much fun. Um, you know, same, same arguments when the people say, you know, they're too expensive. They're not like, oh, I don't think. You, you,
0: well, you obviously can't put a price. I'm not, I'm not second guessing. Still yeah, want to have this yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I just yeah, I hear yeah. that a lot, too. Right. Like, especially yeah. post-COVID, like uncertainties and whatever you hear this often now. Yeah. And even friends like dude, like we'll we'll be at a dinner and I just hear these conversations. And again yeah. for you, like I see I see I think, how much I think happiness it brings. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it's overcomplication. And the reason why I was saying all that is because people overcomplicate it. Where it's such a simple thing. It's such a it's such a um natural you know, I think we're all natural until we get into our own heads and we think about all these things. It's really it's really um, you know, it's it's not that hard. Like, I don't think it's that hard. I think, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, like I look forward and like, don't get me wrong. They piss you off all the time.
0: Some, <clears> yeah, it's challenging, yeah. but it's not, it doesn't mean yeah, that yeah. it's painful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're, 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 annoying a lot of the times. And you know, you know, they, I heard, I heard this saying the other day and I thought it was really funny. It's like, if, if, um, if you don't hate your kids, then you're not a good parent there's and something I think wrong that's, yeah that's i think that's that's um that's very accurate because if you don't hate them you're, you just uh, sorry if you don't hate them you just haven't spent enough time with them that's if time. you've spent enough time with them they've just they've driven you crazy which is true but it's just so rewarding the the, the juice is so worthless sweet. you should definitely consider it like what's what's holding you back
0: oh no 100 i nothing but at this point it's just that you know we just got engaged is, is your
1: fiance around is that what you're saying nothing
0: no <laughs> no, <nothing>. <laughs> <laughs> no what what we're gonna have six kids <laughs> no she's not she's not right now uh no, no but we, we we definitely plan to man um we, we're gonna get married first obviously right now and you know enjoying the engaged life uh and also yeah. the big the big thing we're just waiting for is for her to finish school so she's doing yeah. a phd in psych i think she has like two years left uh because yeah. it's just it's too much to handle right now so uh, I,
1: yeah
0: as you know um so it's like just finishing up that and then
1: yeah
0: moving into the next. I'm excited. I'm really excited about it, man. And I think to your point, like Jordan Peterson talks a lot about this, but it's like that it's, it's, it's the next elevation. And not only that, but like, you're so selfish when you don't have someone else to think about And Sure. You can have your parents, but a kid is is something very different. So I heard him talk about this on a podcast and it's just like, it's a different level of maturity because you don't focus on yourself anymore. Like everything is dedicated to that one individual who you're trying to bring up, hopefully in in a good way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's absolutely accurate. I feel like, I feel like, and I don't have any stats to back this up. I am just looking at, uh, you know, people around me, I think, um, you know, it's been a lot tougher for women during this pandemic, you know, moms in especially, right. Hey, they have to, um, you know, I think we get it much easier. They have to, I think, you know, in, in my circle of friends, um, you know, a lot of moms stopped working, stayed home, um, you know, taking the burden for a lot of um challenges that come with having kids trapped inside of the house so i think yeah. i think um i think yeah i i don't know I, i'd be interested to see um uh stats on that but i think you know i i worry about the mental health of of, of women during this time
0: because you also have and yeah. but i mean we're, in this case we're talking about <clears throat> women who choose to be stay-at-home moms as an example yeah uh but like to, to your point i think it's because you also have maybe a scapegoat in this example
1: right sorry After just you, to go back I, yeah. I don't mean that choose to like i i'm I, I feel i feel or i worry that it's it's a lot of forced to nowadays like yes oh, the ones that mean. that's yeah. always that's that's always been the case the ones that choose to i think they're 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 you know incredible but the ones that are now forced to i think it's um it's, it's, it's even, more of a even tougher too. yeah
0: yeah yeah because you still have a scapegoat right like you go to the office there's yeah, you know, uh, you're you're running a company, the gym, et cetera. Yeah. But you know, you you have to stay at home. You care for the kids. You're also like you're homeschooling them. You're doing the yeah. tour, like. There's so much going on, dude. It's right. Uh, yeah, it's not easy, man. Uh, no. That's that's for that's sure. That's uh, tough. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, but it's, it's but a it's good but it's
1: it's great experience for the kids to to spend so much time with their parents.
0: That is true. I think that yeah. is true. Are your kids like playing with other kids at the same time? Because that's the other thing I naturally thought of that would worry me. Is like yeah. especially if they're like, because so my for instance, my cousin moved to to Austin and she just had her baby, I think in March of 2020. Yeah. So he's like called it from like zero to one. Is he's growing up in an environment where there's no socialization. Yeah. You know, and that's critical, as you know, like the first four years or whatever. Uh, yeah. But your kids are a bit older than that, thankfully. But like,
1: just your yeah. But I of, mean, like, they can't have sleepovers. They can't. A lot of things that they had before, like you know, they they kind of go to playgrounds with some friends, but not as often as before. One thing I do worry about is their immune system. Like, you know, kids are constantly sick when they go to school and that's how right. they build their immune system. Right. That's how um that's that's how we all build. When we're kids, you know, every every other day, one kid is sick. Um, But now they just haven't been sick all year because they've just stayed at home. I worry that when we go back, you know, with 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 weaker immune systems, um, they when they go back, it's it's going to be chaotic. Yeah, I hope that, not, but I mean.
0: <laughs> that is a challenge, right? Um, yeah. or, or at least like if you get the cold, it might be even more impactful. That's what I've been hearing too. Because we're, yeah. we're sanitizing all the time and that's not something natural to the body. Right? Yeah. Where you deflect yeah. these things. Exactly. Um, I'm curious too, man, have you ever like drawn similarities from what you do with wrestling? Because if, again, if people don't know, that's like probably one of the hardest sports to, to, to be doing. Like the like the mental toughness you need as a wrestler you know, yeah. or even BJJ or any of the sports that you do, do you ever pull things that you learn from there into family or into work life?
1: Oh, everything, everything. I think-
0: What are some of those re-
1: lessons? Yeah, wrestling, wrestling um, you know, teaches you a lot about endurance and perseverance. So in wrestling, yeah. we have a thing called, you know, in, in jujitsu, you can submit someone and they tap, you let them go. In wrestling, there's no tapping, right? So we call it a mental tap. So when you, have two, um, when you have two really skilled wrestlers, there is a defining point where, you, where you're, when you're, um, you know, um, as, as you're trying to, you know, maul, maul the other person, one, one of you taps mentally, and that's when you win the match, right? And that me- mental tap comes after a lot of, you know, uh, you know, you have to beat the, uh, like, yeah, it's a grueling, grueling um, part of it.
0: Process, yeah
1: yeah it's a a grueling process so um that that's that that teaches you i mean in in business to just just have a very thick skin um not you know not mentally tap so quick and from jujitsu um it's an incredible like i i highly recommend everyone to put their kids into jujitsu for a reason where it's it's very clearly the more like the more experienced you are the better you get it teaches you you know as a white belt like a blue belt, again, exceptions aside, but a blue belt always beats a white belt. A purple belt always beats a blue belt. It's just, and you, you only advance by putting reps in, mm. right? <clears throat> and that's how, that's how I approach life. Like everything that I want to do, if I want to do something like like enterprise sales, I tell myself I'm a white belt right now. I need to just put in reps, I need to put in reps, I, I, need, to I need to read, I need to practice, I need to just, I become a blue belt and I become a purple one. And then in every little aspect of the business, I'm either like more advanced or less advanced. And I, I, I treat it the same way. And, you know, you realize the more time you put into it, um, the more reps you put into it, the better you get. And that's um, what I really want my kids to know too. I mean, there, there's no, there's no magic way. You just got to put the reps in, you get better.
0: Dude, you know what, 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 and I love that analogy, by the way, man, Um, it's the other thing I think with with Jiu-Jitsu too, is I'm the type of guy who like my previous personality or part of it was like instant gratification. And I think a lot of the younger cohorts have that too. You know, like you enter BJJ, a year later, you want to be a black belt, right? You want to just like kind of rush it a little bit. Uh, And I've learned through stuff like this as an example, even like boxing, whatever, like it, you're, you're forced to realize it's going to take time, whether you like it or not because again yeah. you, to your point if i roll with a brown belt i'm going to get my ass handed to me yeah. immediately and yeah. you just you it's like chess at the same time like you feel it's 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 like a feeling dude you feel yeah. the difference between you and someone who's elevated and who's taken the time And yeah. in bjj it can take up to 10 years to get to a black belt
1: yeah you know yeah absolutely so, so there's, no or there's no like
0: there's no there quick, is. yeah there's no quick process there is isn't. what i'm saying
1: there isn't, yeah. and they tell you, and you know, they tell you from day one. It's a, well, they say, there, and, and there's a saying that a black belt is a white belt that never gave up. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes, and you just, and you just gotta, you just gotta put in the time. It's like anything else. And yeah, I put both my kids in in jiu jitsu when they were two and a half so wow. they're gonna be monsters
0: oh you know, <laughs> like R- ronda rousey and like john jones yeah is that what yeah, you reading exactly. at home <laughs> i'm scared dude if, well, I'm gonna... if someone tries to rob your house like when you're yeah. when your kids are growing up like let's say they're both 18 and over yeah, the... yeah.
1: big mistake <laughs> Big yeah. big mistake I'm, uh, I'm. I'm. I sleep. I, I sleep better at nights, knowing that you know no boy is gonna try to be inappropriate with my girl without getting armbarred.
0: <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's crazy! But it's it's such a good thing, actually. Like we talk about that a lot when we have kids. That's something I want to do. You, you yeah. used to. You, I don't know if you 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 also saw this, but like in the past, we would. I was put in karate as an example. When I was like maybe ten, like that used to be the thing. BJJ at that point was still not where it yeah, is today. Yeah. You know, in karate, like although it's it's still I think it's a good form it's an asset to have regardless, but it's to me it felt more choreographed. You know, no. like in a real life scenario, i get slapped from <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: like me doing like, ah. Yeah, and like yeah. you know, shifting your legs
0: <laughs> like
1: karate, 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 kung fu, I mean they're they're incredible. they're incredible. Um, I, don't they're don't get like me wrong. when you when when you take like aspects of it, but they're very heavy on the arts part of the martial arts, right? Correct, correct. Um whereas whereas you know, jujitsu Even judo, um, you know, wrestling, Muay Thai, they're just like, they only focus on effective ways to hurt the other person, submit the other person, um, and no fat.
0: Yeah, like, right. and you see that with Stephen Boy Thompson, right? Like, I'm not dismissing karate in any sense, yeah. by the way. Like, obviously, yeah. there's a different level that I'm talking You're worried. I, 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 you're worried.
1: You're worried of your karate audience coming and kicking but, your uh, ass. I'm like, I'm just being sensitive here. But,
0: but, but as a caveat, just so you know, I was, doing, I was doing karate on Sundays at 10 a.m. in a the, in the YMCA in Ottawa. All right, so we're, yeah. we're, we're talking about two different karate's here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah the, the cool no, thing I mean, too about. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, with BJJ, I mean, the fight, 90% of the time, as, as you know, is going to end up on the ground, right? Like, yeah. unless you get knocked out, hopefully not in the first brunch or whatever. But even yeah. if, like, you can literally just, like, tur- go turtle mode and, like, lay on your back and let the fight come to you. And yeah. a lot of people in BJJ who are not experienced in boxing end up doing that, if they're in a yeah. fight scenario on the street or whatever. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and a breed like Steven Boy Thompson, that's that's a rare breed, right? Like, majority of fighters, like, majority of champions, if you take a look at them, they're either wrestlers, um, they're mostly grapplers when you think about it. And some strikers, right? Like Muay Thai strikers. They're not, they're not really karate strikers. Um, I think it will evolve over time. I think, I think we're, we're, we're very early stages of MMA. Um, and I think people are still trying to figure out. Like, it's crazy. Like, we're so early when you think about it, where, you know, some new move comes to like, calf kicks. Calf kicks weren't a thing. Like, if you look That's at, true. like, three years ago. It's just like recently, like people are doing calf kicks. And it's so effective. It just renders the other person useless. You saw what right. happened
0: with Connor recently.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. And and I think it's like it's rare to see it like be part of a sport where it's so early, where you see like new moves developing.
0: <laughs> you know, that's crazy. crazy, and and you, you see a lot of people aren't prepared for it, right? Yeah. Uh, especially like I feel like when you're a when you're a boxer too, that's the, the problem is like you're you're more heavy on your front foot, and obviously in yeah. MMA you're gonna get that kick crap out of uh, yeah. and i think that's maybe what happened with the dustin fight uh, is that he realized that connor was kind of fun heavy it just kept yeah. abusing that foot man and and it, it it's easy to say oh you could just pull that back but you know in, in the moment of a fight
1: yeah you know,
0: anybody who says that has never been in a fight dustin, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah like yeah. you it's can't just so
0: say easy. oh yeah just pull back that leg like he's gonna find yeah. a way to still tap it and so it's not and by the way it only takes oh. like three or four taps dude like th- like one oh have my god have you ever god. been oh, calf kicked it's fuck it sucks it hits
1: a nerve where your leg. you can't like i i uh last spar just just a few days ago i got calf kicked and i couldn't walk it was like it was because it's a a tender
0: area it's not like there's a lot of muscle it's not like maybe on on your outer quad or something where where you can kind of check it too right it's always going to be kind of soft per se
1: yeah yeah and the whole leg goes numb it's crazy yeah yeah I think, like, let me call it on your podcast. You know what I sure. think is going to be the next big thing in MMA? Yeah, leg, yeah, leg, lo- leg locks. I think that's, that's going to be, yeah. Like, like just, um, you know, grapplers coming in, grabbing a hold of your leg, and either getting you in, the, uh, in, in, in a heel hook or a toe hold or a, um, even an ankle lock. That's going to be the next thing. Like, if you see the breed, like the Gordon Ryans, um, all these guys going to one FC. Wait till these guys start. like on a serious MMA circuit. It's all going to be a leg lock. So all the hands are crazy, guys. Yeah. Interesting. I called it.
0: What are you... Well, speaking of calls, uh, i got two questions for you. Uh, ben Askren. Yeah. Jake Paul.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Be honest. Know, Matt. Be honest. <laughs> it's, it's like... Have you seen the movie Dumb and Dumber?
0: Are you doubting this? Really? You're not going to go
1: Askren? Dude, a lot of people are going
0: to be pissed with you right now. Please don't tell me you're going to go with a YouTuber.
1: Really? I'm not, I, here's the thing. I'm not gonna go with either. I hate that fight. It's a dumb fight. And it's, I, well, who cares? Who cares? It's, it's literally like watching, like two irrelevant people in a sport, doing that sport. Who cares? Like, I don't care. I, I don't wanna see that fight. But if I have to put money.
0: Come on, you're not ah, interested in it, in it by the least? No. Like, are you, you're not gonna watch it, it, it.
1: I, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll gamble on it. But I mean, like, yeah. do I think, like, I, I would hate asking and losing. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. I know people say like Askren's a fighter. He's been punched in the face. He has a fighter's attitude. But it's boxing. Like you, he's you never box. Boxed. Yeah. Yeah. You boxed. box, right? Like it's 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 totally different. Like three, like at least who is it? Jake or Logan Paul? Which one is it? Jake, Jake. Paul. Yeah. Okay. Probably... So Jake has been boxing what three years?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like okay. So if someone and 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 then you have to make an argument that combat sport translates, right? that a wrestler can, can now box, then if that's the case, like if I have to see Floyd Mayweather, who's the best boxer ever, try to grapple with a blue belt, I'm going to put the house on the blue belt.
0: It'd be the funniest, like so many memes <laughs> would come out of that. So yeah. many memes.
1: Yeah, so why, do we, so why do we think Ben Askren with literally zero boxing experience is going to beat Jake Paul with 0.1% boxing experience? Like, I don't know, maybe, but... Yeah, I it's know. a tough
0: call, dude. you 'Cause you're you're right. Like he and he he hasn't fought anybody serious. Like you can't count the Nate Robinson one, obviously. Yeah. But still, if you've had legit training and he has money. So I'm assuming he has some really good guys in his corner, let's be honest. Yeah. And and okay, like yes, you're hitting pads and you can look better when you're hitting pads versus in, in real life. But the problem too is wrestling translates better in MMA than it would in boxing. Because yeah. and, and 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 Askren talks a lot about that. Again, the the, the like being heavy on your front foot. You know, yeah. and also ha- having the reflex of like when you see that in MMA, you would either kick or take down, right? Immediately, yeah. like that's yeah. and you saw that with with uh, the Jorge Masvidal fight. You saw like Askren immediately go for the for the for the sweep, yeah. and that didn't pan out, obviously. But yeah, you you can see <laughs> like where his where his reflex go. And boxing, obviously, like you're limited dude. all you can do is is you know your hands and.
1: Uh, and the problem is like if it was Muay Thai at least, I would I would I would give an edge to Askren because he can clinch. And there's no getting out of a clinch with Ben Aspen, right, like he could wear you down, get you really tight, but in boxing, they separate you when you clinch, so yeah, yeah, I don't know I don't know like I, I it could go either way i I don't care either way, like I would hate for Aspen to lose. I hope Aspen wins, but if I have to put like my house on it, I wouldn't know which way to put it like i I don't know, like being completely honest, i don't know so you do I think so they you're... both suck. <laughs> 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 it is, like it's time. such an
0: unnecessary fight, dude. That's the other, it's like, so and they're making the sport of boxing. Like, you know, if I was a boxer, you know, yeah. like a King Ryan or whatever, like I'd be kind yeah. of pissed or Canelo, yeah. like, cause it is, it is kind of, you never see that with basketball. I mean, yes, you kind of see it with uh, what's that, uh, that basketball team called Harlem Globetrotters or whatever, there's a yeah. bit of it, but you know, it's never official, like it's not on an, on an official stage. Yeah where people yeah. are, are buying pay-per-views and whatever. Like, I do like the
1: idea of, like, oh, two people have beef, they should just fight it out. And make like, a lot of money. In, in ring. Yeah, or 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 just for audience. Like, I would love it. I would love to fight the heat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I would, I swear to you, I'd, I'd literally pay $10,000. I would never do that for a UFC. I mean, uh, who, it depends Who who's fighting. Yeah. I would buy yeah. a front row seat instantly.
1: That's funny. That's funny. Like, people you work with, people you live with, like, just, like, you have beef just get in a ring, <laughs> dude. That, that's actually club. a great
0: concept. That's a great yeah. concept for like a new business. The, ele- yeah. the elevation of of the UFC. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. We we call it CTE. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Concussion Central. <laughs> Tune in today, um, yeah. dude. I, I gotta I gotta ask you too. I know we're we're hopefully not running tight on time here, but we're 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 close to it. But okay. um, I did want to hit on a couple things still, uh, more more so on the entrepreneurship side before we wrap up, but. You you did have two exits previously, uh, one to Cosette, one to Microsoft. For those who don't know, and these were the ones that that I came to know about. You know, when we were about three. I, I know. I just I mentioned the the heavy hitters, though. Obviously, I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> Well, I'm the heaviest those.
1: hitter you didn't mention the one that went public.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 building FOMO. All right, that's the okay. whole point. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you had you had two two exits on the MA side, one on the IPO side. Just curious, like how how has that exit process been for you as an entrepreneur because i always hear different stories i yeah. hear like either haunting stories i hear really good stories i hear kind of it was it was break even you know financially but also morally so just yeah. curious how was that for you and for those listening like what what advice would you give
1: yeah having um, i think for younger like i was young um, for the first two exits and the first three i'm still young um, I feel like the the and uh the MA's, I always sold too early. I think that's common between um, you know, young founders. You know, you get you 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 get a check shown in front of you, and I never raised money, so I didn't have any investors with me. When you have when you have VCs, um, you know, you build a lot of discipline. And you know, you're no longer after like a small return, you have to go for a much bigger return, and they and they help you think a lot bigger. Um but I didn't have any of that, so we never raised money for those companies. So, uh, you know, a you know when they someone dangles a check in front of you as a young entrepreneur, you're like hell yeah, especially a big name like Microsoft. You're like, you know, <laughs> that, that's gonna go on my resume. Great. Yeah. But you know, in retrospect, I sold those way too early. I should have um, stuck the gun. You know, made them, you know, probably tenfold bigger before before even like considering. Like I'm not like, considering acquisition right now with Al, even if we gotta, we gotta, like, because I know how big it's gonna get. Um, we have a real shot of a of a unicorn, so we would be silly not to pursue it. Mm-hmm. That's one. Um, the the IPO. That's just something that, that that's a tough one, man. Like, it takes a specific um CEO and founding team to take a company public and then keep it public, right? So true. Um, so true. It's a whole different um ball game. It's not your your I feel I felt like at least in my experience, the product was no longer like the innovation was no longer the product. It was, you know, and your product was now your stock. Um, you know, and and you know, I spent a lot of time in my short time in in the public uh, uh sphere. Just, just with you know PR and, and you know IR, damage okay. control and yeah yeah if, if you're doing well how do you how do you report it if you're not doing well how do you hide the you know how do you how do you you know yeah yeah so I think you know and, and that to some people that's exceptionally you know uh, uh, exciting you know, and to some founders it's not I'm, I, right. I tend to be the founder that likes to build something from scratch get it to that point. Um and less so afterwards.
0: Got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I hear so that all those, the time.
1: Those
0: are, yeah, Dude, I don't know if, well, uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast, Toby Lutke, who's the CEO of, of Shopify and the, the founder, yeah, he he talked about that actually, that he, he like, yes, they took it public and obviously that was a massive success, but him personally, like, as a founder, it, he hated that part. Hated, yeah. like, the IR, all the stuff that came with it, but Harley yeah. Finkelstein, who's now the president and was one of the early co-founders as well, loves it. Yeah. So he had someone to take that over and he's like please do all that stuff. I'm going to focus on something else.
1: Oh yeah, you know, so yeah. there are, there are some CEOs that are just monsters in the public sphere. They do so well. You know? Yeah. yeah. Others yeah, yeah. struggle.
0: But you're right. It's, it's it has to be it's not right for every company. Certainly not right for every personality yeah. or CEO right. type. Yeah. Um but yeah, you're and, and by the way, like on your other note of selling too early, I literally this morning I was scrolling on LinkedIn and I don't know if you know uh, Justin Can who no. he, so he he co-founded Twitch which is obviously the massive streaming platform now. Yeah. But at the time he sold, I think in four sold it to Amazon for 900 and something million dollars, which to yeah. him at the time was obviously significant. Yeah. Uh, now it's valued at, at around 15 billion approximately. Yeah. So we talking about like, was it too early? And He's like, well, two things. He's like, one, I, I don't regret it because at the time that was what we felt was like, and at the time it was like overvalued. You know, we we're, were talking like 2004. And he also said yeah. that without Amazon's help, and their infrastructure and resources, it also wouldn't be likely where it is today, in his vision. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's more about like the happiness versus like how much money I can keep on accruing. You know. Yeah. So there's different views, but yeah, that, that was an interesting example that I came across today.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, that's an interesting story you tell yourself to sleep better at night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, or I'd rather or, cry in
0: or... a Rolls Royce, but I mean, listen, yeah. I it's
1: still a billion dollars dude. Like, if, if if deep down, <laughs> if if your company has gone, you know, fifteen fifteen folds in in what like six years um, and you don't you have zero regrets then I don't know like I, I can't I can't um, would you uh, be sad yeah I would yeah I mean like I wouldn't be sad but I would beat myself up I would think about I would constantly think about things I would do differently mm. um, I would think about okay yeah Amazon helped what if I had constructed the deal in a way where I could get Amazon's help but I still retain equity um, It's not healthy. That's for sure. But, you know, (laughs) just I I would be that person. I constantly replay every deal in my head.
0: What's been for you like the most important so far? What's whether it's like a mentor, a resource, a book, like has has there been this like one thing for you that's really guided you within? You spoke a bit on the investor side. They've helped, obviously. But has there been anything else like a big influence in your life?
1: Um, yeah, of course. I mean, like everywhere from, um, you know, obviously my wife. I have to say that. She... <laughs>
0: um, you probably shouldn't uh, have said that, that. The second part.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna edit um, that. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think one thing that's really helped me, and I always say this, is uh, you know, I I never did the journey alone. Like I I have I have co-founders. I I am humbled, but I and I don't even get people like the solo founders um, that that build a company because it's it's so grueling, um, and it's a very lonely experience. It's very very lonely. You know the highs are high, but the lows are very very low, and not to have co-founders that share the lows with you or you know uh, you know help you pick pick you back up. I think that's that's the hardest part, and I think that's one thing that you know, has always helped me is having, having, having really, you know, bought in um, co-founders who, who are just dedicated to it. I don't have to worry about that they're half-assing. To it. one of them is my brother, so he's, he can't even, you know, he can't even, you know, yeah, bounce if it? he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and but he's just like another brother. So I think that, that those are, those are the, um, the, the foundation, I think, that it takes. And then after that, I mean, we have, we have a lot of advisors, right? Um, we surround ourselves with, with, you know, people who have operated multi-billion dollar companies with VCs that, that have seen every um, uh, uh, strategic, you know, advantages, disadvantages of every move that you make. Um, we have like deep insurance people. We have, we have, you know, and so we're always constantly, like we have weekly meetings with everyone and we bounce ideas off of them. Um, we get their feedback and then we make the call. You know, but I think I think that's just just the people is everything Um, you could read all all you can. But having people that have done it, been there, done it, um, that can can bring, you know, a relevant experience into what your next decision is going to be is everything.
0: Well, it's crazy, too, because you often hear like, don't go into business with your family. But both yeah. of your brothers and and I saw Sam join too recently, which yeah. is fucking awesome, man. Shout out to Sam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You guys, and by the way, like also a, a beast in, in BJJ. So and yeah. not,
1: not not our crew. You, you wanna, changed at Marcelo Garcia. Yeah, I know. Yeah, out of
0: yeah. Uh, out of NYC. But yeah, um, so, so, like how has that pan out for you? Because that's often the, the advice that you get. It it seems to be working quite well, and obviously you guys have done this four times now.
1: Yeah, so, I think how it's do you good. That? I, like 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 we 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 do it really well um we have um, i think i think a big aspect of it is is you know have a, have a good operational process um you know don't have blurred lines of who's who's in charge of what um a lot of it comes down to personality how we were raised um we we like we we have each other's back but we don't we don't have favorites like we we don't like we like logic should always prevail, regardless of who it comes from. Um, so, so there's no, there, there's very little ego involved in in what the right decisions are, and I think that's 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 very important. Um, it does have its negative connotations too, right? It's like, you know, people think it becomes a family business, or, you know, some VCs might think it's it's a risk. You know, if if one brother leaves, the other two will leave, and then everyone's left with nothing. But I feel like, like, yeah, I feel feel like the pros way outweigh the cons. Just having like really dedicated, you know, people that would bleed for the company. Yeah, that's so true.
0: And you guys, I like that. And for each other. Keeping it objective, right? Because you have to have those systems. Otherwise, if it's too subjective, that's when you're going to get emotional. Yeah. Or where you start crossing each other's lines of of business. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. you have to have a good process around it for sure um yeah. i got one 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 more for you man but just curious like if there's one one conversation or maybe um like not a, i don't want to hate saying quote but like what what maybe is probably the most impactful thing you've ever heard that 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 you kind of keep close to you today you know that you could share um, with some, especially like an aspiring founder
1: Aspiring founder um you know, it's not from a founder. I, when I was a kid, I um, I I, I watch I watched this um uh, I watched this. My my dad would take us to this, you know this uh the the science world in Vancouver. It has that dome on top, and it has these like double uh. It, it had these double feature movies, and they would do like scientific movies where like it would be um it would be it would be like about tigers and it would be about like people who climb Mount Everest. So I remember this movie we watched of the first female that climbed Mount Everest and um, you know, she had, and this was a documentary, they decided to follow her and look at that journey. Um, And, you know, she had, she had gear on, she had a microphone and, you know, she prepped so much. She prepped like, you know, for two years before she hiked the mountain. And then she, um, she, she, she got on and like right after the base, she gassed out, you know, and she, you could hear her talk and she's like, and, but there's a point where you can't even go back. Right. right. And she kept on just like repeating to herself and the microphone would catch you. And she just said one more step, one more step. And like for the entire, entire um, uh, journey, she just said one more step and she got to the top.
0: Right. Like, so what, what, like, what kind of movie is this? You're like four years old. You're just, like, what the hell? <laughs> <yeah,
1: like>, What's <laughs> what so exciting on? about this? It really stuck with me. And that's, like, is it on this side? Do you see my tattoo?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is this new? Yeah,
1: it's, it's uh like two years
0: okay damn i don't
1: yeah yeah it says one more step and that's where it comes from and it's just that's like awesome. it's something that always stuck sticks with me it's just like the reason the reason why it's so significant is you know when everything gets very overwhelming i i don't focus on where we need to like like let's just focus on the like the next few tasks because we can't change everything like let's just let's just like solve one problem at a time and then you know everything else will fall in place Love it, man.
0: Yeah, well, uh, last thing on this, but like I had uh, Dean Karzanis, who's an ultra marathoner. He was like Time yeah. 100's most influential guy. Dude, he, did a, he ran a marathon every single day across 50 states. Wow. Yeah, like every day? Th- every single day in a difference. Like he would literally run. Does
1: he have like -5. negative 5% body fat?
0: i have no idea but he like literally i think they did they studied his body he had something that was there like he produced less lactic acid or whatever so he did have a bit of a different but he's just a monster uh and and he does like the ultras too which are like 200 uh yeah like we're talking over three four days no sleep whatever and that's exactly what he told me he's like when you're running like i don't think about like i have a hundred kilometers left because that would destroy me that would it would depress any individual I'm just right. focused on like, am I, am I able to at least put one foot over the other? You know, yeah. and just move, move a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And that's yeah. I just keep telling myself that. And I'm like, dude, yeah. but after three that's days, exactly don't you get bored? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I get so bored just telling myself that he's like, you can't think otherwise.
1: You yeah. Because yeah. the alternative is just destruction.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, he's you, like, you, I can't you, stop. You, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm already, I'm too deep into it. And to your point, like Mount Everest, if anyone knows, like you, you cannot go back Like once you're up. And there are certain times yeah. when you go back down. It's not like just take the elevator and here we yeah. are.
1: You also don't want to fail. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, and you just you just want to you, you want to succeed. But you just when you think about, you know, that you have to walk for two days straight in like grueling conditions. Yeah, that's the mental tap.
0: That's <laughs> a awesome mental tap, man. Well, listen, I yeah. appreciate you. This was by far the longest I think podcast I've ever done. We're almost at like two really? hours. So
1: I think we did yeah. good. it's two hours
0: it's yeah, almost two hours should get back to work no exactly <laughs> exactly are you working today <laughs> no uh yeah. I, I took it off honestly just i have a few things left around the house yeah so i'm like i'll, I'll just take it anyway it's a national holiday though but i, I took it just for that yeah um yeah man but uh, i appreciate awesome. you ha- i appreciate Norman, you doing finally you. doing this dude i,
1: I appreciate uh, you yeah no it's fun we should do another in one world. you know in next year
0: hundred uh, percent, oh, dude. We're gonna do. You're you're gonna be like a, a Brendan Chobb, you know, like who, yeah. always, or like an the Eddie Bravo, companion. a yeah. companion, the Brian. Cowan. All I'm uh, saying
1: is, look into it. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Oh my God, Eddie Bravo. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank you, man.
1: It was it was nice. really good
0: seeing it. If you found this podcast useful, make sure to share it out with your community. And if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the podcast. I'll see you next time.